Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,349. Today and next week, we celebrate the 69th annual Pebble Beach Concord Elegance that takes place Sunday, August 18th at the Lodge in Pebble Beach, California. I'm proud to say that Cars Yeah is a sponsor of this prestigious event. To learn more, go to pebblebeach.net. Back it and rack it. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover. I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right, 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in from Detroit, Michigan, Brooke Bannum. Hey, Brooke, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Yes, sir, I am. All right, we'll have some fun. Brooke Bannum is the founder and owner of Middlecott Design, based in downtown Detroit, Michigan. After graduating from Coventry University with a BA in transport design, Brooke has undertaken a number of projects working mainly as a vehicle and industrial designer for Fortune 500 companies as a concept designer such as Daimler-Benz, Volkswagen, BMW, Puma, Nike, Adidas, Microsoft, HP, Motorola Hot Wheels, and Sony Entertainment. Wow. Today, his company provides graphic, industrial, and automotive design services for companies including Hasbro, Transformers, Delta Airlines, Mob Steel, Ford, General Motors, Ram, and many others. He has also been teaching product fashion and transport design sketching at the College for Creative Studies part-time for three years now. Brooke also founded Middlecott Sketch Battle Championships, the Fight Club of Design, a live automotive design sketching competition and party blowout held annually at the LA Auto Show, SEMA, Detroit Auto Show, and this year he'll be at the Pebble Beach Concours de Elegance. Can't wait to see that. So Brooke, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your business and your passion for automotive design? Absolutely. Yeah, well, I moved to Detroit about 10 years ago because it is the Motor City. And before I did work in Europe for many years, and then I wanted to get out of Europe, so I moved to San Francisco. And my jobs in San Francisco were mainly consumer electronics, being in San Francisco. And so I enjoyed that very much. But then during the recession, 2008, 2009, the jobs dried up for designers for a period of time. So I said, okay, I'm going to move to Detroit and Motor City, where that's my passion, cars. And I get a master's at 
the College of Creative Studies, and that's what's planted me here. I've met a lot of interesting people and industry people in my journey during my master's course, and so I'm now embedded in Detroit. It's an unexpected change. <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. I love this story, and we're going to talk more, especially about the sketch battles in a little bit, because I find this really intriguing. It's very, very cool. Having studied uh, design and art in school, and my dad was a, a painter and a drawer. My son is an industrial designer. This is really cool, near and dear to my heart, so I can't wait to learn more about it. But first, we're going to talk about you. We're going to talk about a success quote or a mantra, something that is important in your, your life that drives you forward. It's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Jazz. So, Brooke, grab the wheel. Well, I have a saying that I often say, everyone knows me by it, and I say, stack it and rack it. And <laughs> it's a quote, I think it comes from either two sources, because it was I started saying this many years ago, and it could have come from the Aliens movie, or Alien movie, where Sarge and Ridley saying that she can drive the loader. Uh-huh. And then I think Sarge eventually says something like, well, stack it and rack it, something <laughs> like that. It either came from the Alien movie or it came from when I was a student in, um, in England. I uh, had to work in some factories or warehouses. And those guys were, I think they were also saying stack it, rack it. So <laughs> it's from one of those sources. But, you know, it's fundamental in my life because you just have to keep going and keep doing stuff and never give up. And it's a fun little thing. So you'll hear me say that maybe a few times in this little interview. Stack it and rack it. That's a unique one. That's pretty cool. But I, my perception of the concept here, though, is you got to just keep going forward, keep working hard, keep making things happen. Don't sit back and relax. We got work to do, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that is totally. But you do have to relax. I mean, I try to relax at least one day a week, uh, at least okay. bicycling or something. But <laughs> generally, it's a full schedule. So I can change this to stack it and relax it one day a week, right? <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> you cannot. Okay, I won't mess. No. I won't. I won't mess with your mantra here. Just having a little creative fun with you here, Brooke. Well, I would love for you to share a story that instigated this personal passion you have for automobiles. I mean, being involved in design. You know, for most young kids, being a car designer is like this dream fantasy job. I know that there's a lot more complexity to it. I've had some really fascinating automotive designers, Ralph Jills, on this show, and. Chris Bangle and some others that are just geniuses in the industry. I know it's a little different, but I would love to hear a story that instigated your personal passion for cars and maybe a story about that pivotal moment in your life when you knew that you were going to be a car guy. I think it started when I was very, very young. I've been drawing cars since the age of three, maybe before, just, you know, kid drawings. And that was rooted from my dad. He used to work kind of high up in Pontiac. I don't know. He was like head of Texas sort of of Pontiac. So he was very into the cars and he kept bringing home all these fancy cars. This is probably in the 70s. I hate to show my age, but this is in the 70s. And I was so excited when he brought me, like, I don't remember, maybe a 78 or 79 Trans Am. But he got company cars and he'd bring these cars home. And then when he brought that Trans Am over and he brought it over for like on special days like my birthday. And my mom hated that car. She's like, Rick, don't ever bring one of those cars <laughs> around because she was a little... You know, she's kind of like the more... Um, more conservative, maybe. Well, she's the protective yeah, mother. Yeah. yeah. So, But when he brought that car, because I was a big fan of Smokey and the Bandit, and so when he brought those cars, and I was drawing Trans Ams and police cars, all inspired by that era of the TV shows and movies, also Dukes of Hazard, and so I was drawing that stuff. And that was really... I kept doing that all the way in, through school and drawing, as I say, kept drawing cars. And then so... My mom, she was, she was reading the newspaper, and we were still in England at this time. 
And she was reading the newspaper, and in the newspaper was an, a job advertisement for car designers, for Jaguar. And so she called up Jaguar and said, what is this job car designer, and how do you become a car designer? And then Jaguar said, well, you have to create a portfolio, and you have to go to some of these certain schools to learn about auto design, and that sets you up for becoming a car designer. And so it was my mom who read that newspaper and found that ad, which really fermented the whole idea of being a car designer. And then so I worked towards going to the school, building a portfolio. And then that's when I went to Coventry University, where Coventry is like a Detroit of England and graduated from there. And that's how I got onto the path of, of vehicle design. You know, this is a great story. I had Peter Brock, of course, a great designer on this show. And he talked about when he thought he wanted to be a car designer and went into company and said, I want to be a car designer. He said, where's your portfolio? And he's like, what's that? <laughs> he said, well, you have to like show us some things you've designed. So he went back out to his car, got some paper and started drawing some stuff and went back in an hour later and said, well, here you go. Will this work? And it's a funny story, but he ended up being the youngest designer ever hired by General Motors at the age of 19. And of course, the rest is history. I mean, he got him, he was initial uh, sketcher of the Corvette Stingray and of course, he worked with Carol Shelby and did the Daytona and, I mean, just amazing stuff. So some talent is needed there for sure. Well, let's take a look at some of these roads you've driven down and talk about a big challenge or a failure in your career. You mentioned the challenges with the recession. I've talked to so many people that had to go through that. Oh, my gosh. Maybe that's what you want to touch on. But more importantly, I want to learn about the lessons learned from these situations and how you came out on the other end in a positive way. Yeah, I tell you, starting this sketch battle has been one of the biggest uphill battles of my life in terms of business. It runs alongside middle cut design. And middle cut design, that's easy. That's self-sufficient. You know, I have enough context to keep that going. So that's not too stressful in my design practice. But the sketch battle, since it's such a new avant-garde entrepreneurial idea, it's been a real battle, pardon the pun, to bring it to fruition because it's so unusual and it's so people don't know what it is. So, for example, finding finances for it or people getting interested in it, wanting, getting people interested or auto shows interested, they don't know what it is. And so a challenge is explaining what it is, explaining it by movies. We make movies and videos about this thing. And yeah, getting that thing off the ground has been very difficult, but it has momentum. And now, after doing this for five years, People know about it. The car design industry know about it. They know the same Middlecott and Sketch Battle. They're very unique words. And so people know about it, And but it's a completely original idea. And another thing is that I didn't write a business plan for this. Originally, we called this thing the Middlecott Sketch Battle Experiment. Now we call it Sketch Battle Championships. But back in the day, it was really an experiment. It was an organic business in the sense that I didn't want to write a business plan and plan all that stuff out. I just wanted to see how the thing move forward and develop as a business. So as I said, organic and just being organic like that without any major structure, it just made it kind of a challenge. But now, as I say, we've done it for about five years now. So we do have things in place and we have a whole structure. And that's why we changed the name from experiment to championships because we've got it all pretty much planted. But that's been a, a really exciting challenge. Sounds like it. Well, of course, anytime you have something very new, radical, out of the box thinking, it's hard to get people's heads wrapped around it, but it sounds like you've done a tremendous job. And as I mentioned in the introduction, you're going to be conducting one of these championships at Pebble Beach. We're going to talk about that in a second. But before we jump into that, I want you to uh, share with me your first 
really special car, that first car that you finally got in your life that had some great meaning to you, and, and maybe a memory you have about that ride. Okay. There's a few cars, but I would like to talk about the current car that I have right now, and it's a Jaguar. It's an old Jaguar. It's a Jaguar, 1999 Jaguar XJR, which is the sporting version, the sport version. It's got a V8, 400 horsepower, supercharged motor. So it's fast and it's sexy and it's actually surprisingly reliable. And that is a special car that, you know, I'm very much enjoying right now. And I want to buy another one. So I have a parts car. You know, I would never, I don't think, I don't buy new cars because I think they lack a little bit of character. I mean, this is coming from a car designer, but I really appreciate the old school aesthetics of this particular Jaguar because it's reminiscent of the Jags from the past with four round headlights, the grill, the shape. So this is a car. I have a funny story about that car and I will title this story and I'll make it short because it's a little bit of a long story. I will title this story fast car over guns. So Detroit, you know, it's got a reputation for, you know, having some issues sometimes. And this is the only issue, I've lived here for 10 years, this is the only issue I've ever had in Detroit. So Detroit's not so bad. But I had to drive to my friend's place. She was away, and I had to look after her cats, and her place was in the hood. So I had to drive into the hood. I'm not really normally worried about this. I got out of the car, did the cat, and then a car pulled up next to me, and they rolled down the window, and they were starting to shout some stuff. Two dudes were in this car, and they were kind of shouting aggressive stuff at me. I didn't know what the heck they were talking about or anything, and I thought, well, best thing is just to drive away smoothly and slowly. So I drove away smoothly and slowly, and they started following me. And then so it kind of freaked me out. I went around the neighborhoods, around the corners to make sure they were following me, and they were following me. And then I just found the nearest highway. I floored it. You know, I got up to 120 miles an hour on the highway, left them way back in the dust, way back. And then so, you know, that was a scary thing. And that's why I say, you know, fast car over guns. I don't carry a gun in the car and stuff. And so, but had it been a situation where I rolled down the window, they wanted to do something to me or steal my car, whatever, you know, then I might have to pull out a gun. And so that's why I say better to put the metal to the... Pedal to the metal, yeah. <laughs> than pull a gun out. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it might have ended up with some body bags. So that's the little story I have with that car. So that car has meaning yeah yeah i think so yeah always good if you need the power to get away from anything is a good thing you know i love that car because what you mentioned the design the scallops over the dual headlights is marvelous and the way it runs back in the hood there's a little bump that runs down the middle of the hood i mean it's got these very sexy feminine curves but there's it's also got an aggressiveness to it because it's a sedan and because it's got power that kind of combines that whole package. So uh, I think you've done a great job. Love the story. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I'm glad it turned out good. It could have been horrifying, but I can't imagine, yeah, having to deal with that. Always best to try to get away. <laughs> That's for sure. Instead of confront. Yeah. Do you have a seller's remorse story? Is there a vehicle you've let go that you wish you still had? Yes. So I lived in Germany for a little bit. And so I bought a 944 over there. And so, you know, I love that car, the quality of the car. And it was my first kind of fancy car. My very first car was an Austin Mini in England. But, and this was my second car. So that was a very fun thing. And I had to sell it because I moved over to California. And uh, it was, I was using that car. I was driving all across Europe with it, visiting people and doing jobs. And I have a lot of fond memories of that. And in fact, I was looking for a 944 here in Detroit. And it was a toss-up between a 944 or this Jaguar, and I ultimately went with the Jag. Yeah, yeah, very cool. They're great cars. 
I have a good friend, Bill, who lives here locally, who, uh, shout out to Bill. He's a listener here, and he found a beautiful 944, very low miles. I mean, just such a nice original car. And I'd kind of forgotten about those cars, only in the sense that I'm a Porsche 911 guy. I've just always loved the 911s. And you look at those cars now, the 944s, and you look at the history of those and the racing success that that model had, quite spectacular. Really great cars, comfortable cars, wonderful cars. So yeah, definitely good. Well, I would like to jump back into Middlecott Sketch Battle Championships. I'd like for you to tell our listeners, what is this all about? When they come to experience it, whether they're going to participate or watch, what do they expect to see? And I want to remind everybody that you're going to be doing this on Friday afternoon at the Pebble Beach Concord Elegance. The Elegance event or the Concourse Sunday, of course, but Car Week is full of things and there's going to be activities happening on Friday where you guys are going to be doing this. So what can we expect to see? I can't wait to hear about this. Well, let me first give you a little introduction about why it exists. It's because, and this is unknown to the general public, it's, design is very competitive, and sketching is the core of design. That's the first stage you do in creating ideas. And so sketching is inherently competitive because whoever has the best sketch gets the best job out of school or gets their sketch developed into a product down the road so it is competitive, and we're trying to bring that competitive nature of sketching and design to the open, much the same as sports. We're trying to make it into a sport. For example, normal universities, they have a way to compete. They compete by football and sport. But the art colleges, they have no way to compete. So, you know, there's like Art Center or College of Creative Studies or Fourth Time in Germany. You know, there's many of these art schools around the world, and they don't have a medium from which to have quote-unquote, athletes come out of there, you know. So the sketch battle is it's celebrating this competitive nature of sketching and the sketches who create these wonderful pieces of work. So that's the roots of the sketch battle. So what we can expect to see at Pebble Beach on Friday, 16th of August, it's a two-round match. And so what happens is we have eight to ten contestants. And we start, so round one, we have ten contestants who are sitting at tables. They have all the art equipment there, and they have a brief. We give them the brief a week beforehand. So, for example, there might we've been talking about what the themes of these two rounds will be. Um, one of them might be a Bugatti. And so let's just say, for example, design a Bugatti for 2050. So all these 8 to 10 contestants, they have 30 minutes to draw this Bugatti. And as we told them about the briefing a week before, they come in prepared. So they are going to know what they're sketching. So their sketches should be really on top. They should be really good because they know what they're sketching. And this is, sometimes people say, oh, well, why don't you have a, just do a spur of the moment, you know, spontaneously tell them that adds more spice. Well, I disagree with that because if you just spontaneously tell them, they won't know exactly what to draw. It'll be undeveloped mental thinking on paper. So uh, we get way better results if we tell them before. And they can practice. They come in practice because this is just like any sport. You have to go in practice to know what you're going to do. So round one will be a certain theme, which is undisclosed at this point. So when round one finishes, we put all the drawings on the wall, uh, you know, so the audience can go have a look at these drawings. The judges come up to the drawings. Actually, we cordon off the audience while the judges are making decisions. They choose their favorite four or five. And so therefore, we're cutting the, the contestants in half. So for round two, uh, we'll have four or five contestants and they battle it out. And then so there's a theme for that round, which I don't know what it is yet. And so then they put the, at the end of 30 minutes, they put those sketches on the wall and then the judges choose their favorite one for the winner. The winner takes home 
around about $2,500, maybe it's $1,500 cash prize, and then we pay for them to come to Detroit during the Detroit Auto Show. This is for the winner. And because we have our big sketch battle blowout, the biggest one in Detroit during the Auto Show, where all of the champions from all these sketch battles from Los Angeles, Vegas, you know, from all of these destinations, they come together and have a big grand slam. So there's prize money and stuff. It's a party. You know, so generally we developed this sketch battle with the Detroit Auto Show when we first started because during auto shows, traditionally, the events that take place, they're very like the parties. Let's say the parties, they're very insider. And you have to be, you know, a part of the automotive industry to get into these parties. And it kind of gets a little stale because every auto show you go to is, you know, these parties, these industry parties are all basically the same. So being in Detroit, firstly, a lot of underground warehouses. So we did our first one in an underground warehouse and people loved it. I mean, the, the foreigners who come to the Detroit auto show, Europeans and Asians and, you know, and Americans, they come to Detroit and they don't want to, to necessarily go to the fancy bars or restaurants. They want to see gritty Detroit for what it is. So we go to this warehouse and have this underground fight club of design. That's where our fight club of design comes from because it's very similar to the movie in concept. And so, yeah, and so it just took off from there, and now we're all over the country and uh, developing it. This is very cool. I want to remind the listeners, this is all going to take place on Friday, the 16th, uh, August 16th. And I understand, I'll put a link on the show notes page here for Brooke of where you can learn more about this. It's on the Pebble Beach website. It's under pebblebeachconcord.net events and forum, and it talks about where this is going to be taking place. And actually, as I'm looking at it right now, I believe it's going to be taking place at the Inn at Spanish Bay on the lawn there. It looks like that's where the forums take place. We'll confirm that for you. But it's a wonderful event. This sounds like a spectacular event. And of course, that Friday, you're going to wrap up the day. Those forum talks begin in the morning at 9 a.m. And they're going to have all sorts of special people. Spike Ferriston, Hurley Haywood, Patrick Dempsey, uh, Spike and Hurley have been guests here on Cars Out Podcast. They're doing a forum at 11 a.m. Donald Arsborn, who's been on the show here, and some people from McPherson College are going to be at this forum. And, of course, the day will wrap up around 5.30 with Sketch Battles Pro, which is going to be very cool. So I'll make sure I put links to those. Love the idea. Very cool. Brooke, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. When you want proven performance, there's one brand that's been around since 1938. That's Edelbrock, building the finest American-made performance products for the street and track. Edelbrock's products are designed and dyno-proven to deliver maximum results. Edelbrock has thousands of made-in-the-USA performance products for all makes and models. From their new AVS2 carburetor and innovative ProFlow 4 EFI for your muscle car or truck. To superchargers for your daily driver and more, visit edelbrock.com to check out the latest products for your ride and when you're ready to check out enter cars yeah in the coupon code and get 10 percent off your order that's edelbrock automotive performance since 1938 you take care of your cars but who takes care of your investments tune-ups aren't just for engines updating your financial plan is important too your gps may take you from a to b but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. 
For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy, too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. All right, Brooke, we're back, and I have a bit of an introspective question for a creative guy like you. If you were a vehicle, what would Brooke be and why? Well, that's a very interesting question, and it's a difficult one. So I'm going to throw a weird one out, and I'd say an FJ Cruiser. I Either the first one or you know the later one from 2007. I would say that because... The design aesthetics is right up my alley. It's a timeless design. It's also retro. I guess you can kind of gauge my design style a little bit because I like these older cars, uh, for example, the Jag that I have. So FJ Cruiser, and it's an all-rounder. It's good on the highway. It's good on off-road. And that's kind of like me. I'm a mountain biker, but I'm also a driver. And in case of a zombie apocalypse, I feel <laughs> like I could somehow defend myself. Or, or And so I think FJ Cruiser is kind of a pretty good car fit i would be there you go i like the answer we are up to the last lap i'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some quick blips of that fj cruiser throttle so here we go what's the best automotive advice you've ever received this is specifically to the design world and i remember when i was at school in coventry they told all of us students car design students they said look this is a very small world the car design world is a very small world there's maybe two thousand of us around so word gets around, people move from companies to companies, and so everyone knows everyone through one way or another. So they said, don't be arrogant, don't be an a-hole, or you know, just be a very friendly, nice person. Nobody wants an a-hole to work inside the, these companies. You know, you have to work with people, so just be very nice and professional throughout your whole career because if you're not, it will come back to you and bite you swiftly in the, you know, so... I thought that was a pretty good advice, so I've been trying to follow that as much as I can. Good advice for everybody to follow. That would be for sure. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? I am a crazy good sketcher, and so that has been developed from my my young age, and so basically sketching every day. And this is something they also drill into you in school to sketch every day because it is so competitive. You have to practice just like in sports, you really have to be on your A game to get one of these jobs inside the OEs or OEMs. So I would say at Sketch Every Day, I tell this my students the same thing, and you just have to keep current and, uh, yeah, keep on trucking. Absolutely. Be sure. I'll also put a link to middlecott.com, his website. You can see some of the artwork and the sketches that Brooke does. He's very, very good. I love your artwork. It's fantastic. <laughs> very nice. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. Do you have a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you find uh, really appealing? Yeah, there's a nice little blog from some people here in Detroit, and it's called Cars Unfiltered, and they just touch on all subjects all across the board of 
uh, all things car related. They'll go to car shows, but then they'll also go to car builders and see how they're building cars. They'll talk about current politics um, regarding the car industry. And so they just all across the board and they're just always very interesting. And it, that's cars unfiltered. So I enjoy listening to that while I'm working. Very cool. How about if I could arrange for you to sit down and have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased? Who would that be? I think I'd go for DeLorean. I'd go for John DeLorean because of the scandal and because I'm very interested in that period of time um, when the car industry was a very different beast. And it would be interesting to hear his stories and the, and what really happened with all of the controversial stuff that he was said to be involved in. So I think that would be a fun one. Yeah, I'll tell you, there's a great book by one of my past guests, author Barry Wills, called John Z. The DeLorean and Me, Tales from an Insider. And Barry worked with John DeLorean from the very beginning, and he was literally the last guy to turn the lights out in the factory when everything had gone kaput. It's a fascinating book. Yeah, you should get your hands on it. Again, John Z, The DeLorean and Me, Tales from an Insider by Barry Wills. And you can listen to his show on the Cars yeah website. I talked to him a few years ago. Fascinating story for sure. I mean, he could probably talk to you for hours, but talking to John himself would be pretty neat. And speaking of books, how about a book? Is there a book that you'd like to share? Uh, yes, there's something. It's not actually a book. It's a magazine. I think it comes out bi-monthly every two months or something like that. And it's called Intersection Magazine. Are you familiar with that magazine? No, I'm not. What's it about? Okay, so they hit cars in a very different approach as opposed to, you know, people talk about the performance and the drive of these cars and, you know, the normal stuff. They approach it from a completely different way. They do look at existing cars, but that's not their focus. Their focus is more about the art of cars. So they look at sculptures of cars, sculptors who create um, car sculptures. They look at many different facets of the car industry get avoided or that people don't really think about. And it's just a, a fun way to just get different insights into the car industry. So Intersection Mag, I think it's a British magazine, and they've been going on for maybe 10 years, and it's always a fun read, beautiful production and photography and writing. And uh, so that would be an interesting read for anyone who's into cars and wants to get away from the, the normal car magazine. Very cool. I'll have to look that up. Intersection, I'll make sure I put a link to that for you listeners so you can subscribe on Brooke's show notes page. And you can find that on the website, just type in the search bar, Brooke Banham, B-A-N-H-A-M, and that page will pop right up. All right, Brooke, we're up to the checkered flag, and this last question can be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car on the planet. doesn't matter where it is or who owns it. I'm going to park it in your garage, but there are a few rules to this game that may make it a little challenging for you. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed here. And it's the only collector car you can have. So you need to choose wisely. What can I get you today? Oh, that's a good one. I would say something definitely along the lines of truck. And I would say something like maybe a Dodge Power Wagon, a vintage one. And the reason why I would say that is because, number one, it can go out into the woods and it's, you know, fully functional four-wheel drive. So that, and then the bed is adaptable. So if I ever wanted to you know, get rid of the apartment and studio. You could always put some sort of camper type of situation on the bed, or, you know, you can adapt the bed to whatever situation. So as my life develops, I can constantly use this truck. You know, it's got a lifetime, <laughs> you know, last a lifetime because it's so brutal. And, uh, you know, you can adapt to the vehicle as your life develops and whatever life brings you. And so I think that would be a great vehicle to have for the rest of my life and use it. So I couldn't think of anything better because also I live in Detroit. Our roads 
crappy. <laughs> we have potholes, honestly. I would say maybe a Porsche 911, but no way. It's not adaptable enough. And so that's why I would say a power wagon. Wow, that's a stretch. You know, there's a company I heard of once called Legacy Classic Trucks, and they build uh, conversions and extended conversion power wagon. Maybe that's where I'll go and have them custom build you something that's very cool that'll get you through the streets of Detroit, but also take you out into the country to have some fun. Very interesting answer. Boy, you know, sometimes the answer to that question from my guests, I go, okay, that fits. And other times like you, totally something I would never think that you would ask for. So (laughs) I think that's pretty cool. That's what makes you unique, Brooke. I love it. Well, you've taken me on an awesome ride today around Detroit. This has been fun. Really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off over the 18th green in that Dodge Power Wagon on your way to sketch battles? That paints a pretty picture. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that would, that would be so amazing. Well, you know, back to, I would just say, keep on trucking. You know, things are difficult. You're going to be, you're going to always like come across struggle in your endeavors. And so you can't let this put you off. I've really beaten me, but I just keep on trucking. And so that's what I would say. Keep on trucking. You just got to keep on. If you have an idea that you're passionate about, just don't give up on it and just don't let people put you down and, and just put out those fires. One piece of advice I got was, um, when I was doing the business part of my master's course, if you start a company, and even if you become extremely wealthy and extremely successful, you are still always going to be putting out fires. So from the very beginning up until the very end, you're always going to be putting out fires. So be ready for that. And so I follow that very closely. Wear your fireman's hat for sure, because it's going to happen. And the best way for people to follow you along with you is that at middlecot.com? Yeah, that's my, uh, that's, well, you'll find links on that website. That's my design studio website, but then on there is sketch battle stuff. It's very simple. There's a lot of stuff on the internet. All you have to do is type in Google Middlecott Design or Middlecott Sketch Battle, and you'll get a bunch of information about all the stuff that we do. There you go. And I'll make sure I put links to all of this on Brooke's show notes page on the Cars yeah website so you can check it out. If you're fortunate enough to join Brooke and I during Car Week, in Pebble Beach, Monterey, Carmel by the Sea. Make sure you take a little time on uh, Friday the 16th in late afternoon at the uh, Inner Spanish Bay, I believe is where that's going to be, and you can check out Sketch Battles and watch what happens. Brooke, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Awesome, Mark. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, and I hope to see you at Pebble. Absolutely. Sketch Battles. <laughs> Can't wait. Awesome, buddy. Awesome. Thank you so much again. You bet. Hey, Mark Green here from Cars Yeah. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? It's a weekly visit to some of my past Cars Yeah podcast guests, and I take you along for the ride. You go behind the garage door and into their lives, their businesses, and you get to see what makes them successful. With tens of millions of viewers, Cars Yeah TV is making its mark. Cars Yeah TV is available on Mav TV and Lucas Oil Racing TV. You'll find Mav TV on Direct TV. Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through Lucas Oil Racing Television online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. 
Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.